Good Wednesday afternoon, guys. I'm Jerry Miller, and welcome to Real Talk with Keith Smith. Thank you kindly for joining us. It's the show that spotlights real estate, life, the pursuit of happiness, and the connotations of peeping toms. It's a Wednesday morning. We're live in downtown Charlottesville. We're presented by Ross Mortgage. Scott Morris is in the house. This guy is a friend and certainly someone who knows the business inside and out. Judah Wickower is our well-spoken and very loud director who contributes to the program on a frequent basis. Keith Smith, the star of the show, his namesake website, realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. Good Wednesday morning, Keith. Yeah, I'm still researching peeping Tom. <laughs> Sorry. Was I, figured, I supposed to pay attention? I, I figured you were. This is how the show started. Uh, there was a guy across the street, across the hallway in the spectacle shop staring that was at staring him. at us through their door. Is that a peeping Tom or not? We've decided no, it's not. Well, it's interesting because Webster's says a prying person as a... As a right. That's the second or third definition. That's why I was wondering. So what yeah. he was doing was certainly prying. So that could have been... Peeping yeah, Tom activity. But, but isn't Peeping Tom a, an actual criminal offense? Uh, Is that what, how they actually charge to write the law? Um, I, I, maybe, yeah. I mean, I yeah, if you're, yeah, if, if you're trespassing into somebody's property, and yeah, I, would, I think that, that might be the. Although, who knows what they have it written as at this point? That's probably jur- like county to county. Cause so the entomology of it goes all the way back to Lady Godiva, a legendary citizen of Coventry who watched Lady Godiva ride naked. We have uh, the voice of God, otherwise known as Judah Wickhauer, about to contribute to the program. Judah. Virginia.gov. Code, what is it, 18.2-130, peeping or spying into dwelling or enclosure. There you go. All right, let's... It shall be They define that as peeping Let's charge that man at the optical place. There you go. There you go. Thank you, Judah. the hell with real estate. (laughs) Let's go and do that. It shall be unlawful for any person to use a peephole or other aperture to secretly or furtively peep, spy, or attempt Ooh. to peep. Mo- most famous abuse of a peephole, anyone remember in American pop culture history? Scott's probably going to get this. No. Most famous abuse of a peephole. Aaron Andrews. There it is. What? See, I knew you were not going to get it. I knew you were not going to get it. I knew he was. Aaron Andrews is a sports reporter. Um, she was a ESPN. sports talking head for ESPN and anchor. I was going to say, I was going to say Porky's. Yeah. Now a sideline reporter for Fox. She had somehow her peeping her uh, her people at her hotel room inverted or turned backwards, and someone captured video of her in her hotel. I'd say that was maybe five or seven years ago. The things you learn here on Real Talk with Keith, with Keith Smith. Um, good morning, Kevin Yancey. Good morning, folks from Crozet, Lynchburg, downtown Charlottesville, Pantops, Keswick, and Richmond on the heat map. Richmond was the uh, topic of conversation on Monday. Scott, listen to this. Keith's daughter, gorgeous lady, youngest daughter of Keith and Yona, lives in Seattle. She's coming from Seattle to Virginia. She has a two-month-old, three-month-old daughter. Three months as of uh, the 7th of this month. Three-month-old daughter. Her husband, and, and we have permission to talk about this. Yeah, sure. Okay. sure. Her husband, Houston, is when a doctor. When does that ever stop us? But anyway. That's... I'm not speaking out of turn. Her husband, Houston, is a doctor. Mm-hmm. Heavy hitter doctor. We're talking mm-hmm. the doctor that's He's a doctor. Some, some real good bank. He, uh, uh, he certainly has medical He earned debt. it. He earned it. He earned it, right. Uh, they put an offer on a house in Richmond. They're moving from Seattle to Richmond, as you know. This is the 11th offer they put on that, uh, a house in Richmond. It was a FaceTime walkthrough in of the, the house. In the rain. In the rain. They're in Seattle. Keith on his phone walking through a house in Richmond. Wave home inspection. 
appraisal gap of how much? Uh, $75,000. $75,000 appraisal gap, West End Richmond. They don't see the house in person. $75,000 over appraisal gap and no home inspection. And what happened, Keith? Lost it. Lost it. Uh, I'll tell you. Uh, Crazy back, market. Back to, well, it, it, micro, micro markets matter. And I've been saying this forever. And we'll talk about this a little bit later with Scott. Uh, not forever. I've been saying this since about the beginning of the fourth quarter of last year, that micro markets are going to matter. Because if you go four or five blocks from a different direction of this, it's a very different, very different market. LeVar Stoney, the mayor, did you see the news? I did not. He, he straight up said, he announced declaration, Richmond, we have a housing yeah. crisis. That was two or three days ago. Well, You're living it. You're seeing it. We're living it, and we're going to talk about it na nationally and all this kind of great stuff. But, you know, we are having a, high, a housing conference. I want to make this about Scott today, right? Um, you know, your contact to contract, you've gotten a ton of con contacts, but converting to contract has been super difficult. So this conversation about what's happening in Richmond is non-exclusive to Richmond. It's happening it's happening here, very specific locations. You know, Buckingham we talked about is quite the opposite, right? But everything else is, you know, if it's priced right in the right location, right features and condition, um, it so, matters. So when we talk about adjoining counties, I mean, even in that, in, in you know, Buckingham maybe is a bit of a one-off, uh, being it's, it's a little more remote. But uh, Powhatan, Goochland, Louisa, Madison, uh, Spotsylvania, um, Orange, uh, these are all areas that uh, it's still hyper-competitive in. Yeah. I think, I think the thing with Buckingham, the difficulty for us anyway, it's like split up to like four or five different MLSs. It's yeah, really Yeah, yeah, I mean, and, really and, and, and it gets bizarre, like, you know, when you're just on the other side of the bridge from Scottsville, you know, certainly that's going to be hotter than, say, yeah. uh, there's a national park uh, out there where it, there's, you know, nothing, like nothing, nothing. So in the department of who number sixth right of who's of my famous six who's on the other side matters the the eight of the 11 offers this was the first agent that responded to me for request of feedback right we lost it please provide us feedback and she actually did a wonderful job and uh to me uh, puts her in the in the pro category oh that was as professional can i say yeah, yeah, yeah. i can say this yeah, I, okay. I don't know what you're going to say. That was as professional a response as I've seen. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. she did not have to do that. She did not. I asked. Yeah. I, I, that was I, legit. I established a relationship with her. Maybe that's wrong. Business relationship. <laughs> Mrs. Smith, we're good. Maybe not, but we're good. We're good. Uh, so, but, you know, she listed out, right? At 23 offers, uh, offers between list price and four seventy five seven offers between four seventy five and one dollar and five fifty was thirteen. By the way, we were in that category. There was twenty three offers. Let me try to let me try to make this really understandable for the viewers and listeners. There was twenty three offers on this house. The list price was what? Uh, four fifty. How many of the twenty three offers had escalators over four fifty? Over four fifty, all yeah. of them. Okay. How many had escalators over four seventy five? Thirteen. How many over 500? Three, 550. There was three over 550. Okay. So it was three over 550, ladies and gentlemen. Three over and, and we're not even going to make the statement that the agent in Richmond came out of the gate low to 
no, solicit I, this kind I, of competition. I don't think so. She, you're basically telling me that this agent in Richmond mispriced this by over 20%. She, she did not. And so, by the way, jump, this isn't in. just this property. Um, I have uh, six other pre-approved buyers in the Richmond area shopping between 450 and 700 who this is the story every yeah. single week. This sounds worse than Charlottesville. What's happening here? Now, are your price <laughs> for the price point? It's also neighborhood exclusive. These are people who West End Richmond. No, really, Midlothian. That doesn't wow. matter. But when they get locked into a school district or a certain area or a neighborhood that they're, they they've decided that that is ideally where they want to be. Um, but the problem is, you know, if you want to get into a like neighborhood or a like school district, you're bouncing back and forth to the. It's you know you can have this problem. Um, in one area and then say, well, I'm willing to explore this and run into the same problem somewhere else. So the reason this looks worse or sounds worse, we're we're literally having the same thing happen here. Just the volumes decreased. This neighborhood that this particular home in is called um, uh, uh, Bellevue. It's 1,500 homes, just this little neighborhood within the city of Richmond, right? You know, that's just 1,500. There's not, a sim- there's not a single neighborhood in the Charlottesville, in the city of Charlottesville, that has 1,500 homes in it, right? So it's just a... In the city. In the city, right, okay. right, right, right. When you get outside of that, you know, what subdivision that you know has 1,500, other than the lake, has 1,500 homes? Well, I mean, we've talked about this. Where's, where's Old Trail? Old Trail's... Old Trail's at probably flirting with 1,500. Yeah, I would say pretty darn close. Forest Lakes is probably flirting with 1,500. Yeah, correct. Glebmore's 850. That's half. Yeah. What else? I mean... So there's a half a dozen? Four? I mean, can, am, I, am I missing any here? Are you counting that... Uh, well, how many... What's the those, unit, those townhome units right at the at the front gate? Of Glebmore? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, Rivanna Village. Okay. I am not I'm, not... I'm not counting those. And they also have single-family detached. In fact, the first units are now trading... Um, in that neighborhood, the ones that were purchased are now trading for the first time. Yeah. And we're talking units that were built three, four years ago where these people are making 25, 30% return on their money in, in, in three, four years. So here's the takeaway from the beginning of the Richmond conversation. And it's really not exclusive to Richmond. And, and I want to tie it into this, this contact to contract thing. Mm-hmm. Stay in the game, right? You know, we're at number 11 for these kids. Literally, when I gave them the news, 10 minutes later, I had, what about this house? What about this house? What about this house? They are staying in the game. They will win eventually. It'll take us a little time, but they eventually will win, and it'll turn into a Okay, here's a question. This is sizzle reel. Here's a sizzle reel for uh, both fellas. This is an important one. Fellas. When, in, in, in this market... When you are like Keith and Yona, their daughter is now 11 offers in and is 0 for 11. Does your strategy change when you're making offer 12, 13, 14, 15 when compared to offers 1, 2, and 3? Do you want to kick that off? Uh, No, you definitely kick that off. Um, So... Yes and no, right? You know, consistency matters, right? But you start looking at, okay, do we now need to start growing our circumference, right? So if this particular neighborhood isn't working, you know, we want to go ahead and go out, go out that way. It's these six things I constantly 
uh, talk about, right? So, you know, if the location that we're at isn't working because price features and condition, we're losing it, then we got to kind of start looking at different locations. Uh, but it takes a while to get there. In this particular case, we've got time, or we've got to September 1. If your time, which is number five, is I got to get it done now, then your strategy has to be a little bit more aggressive. But I'll be honest with you, I don't know what how more aggressive we could have been on that transaction other than bring more cash to the table. Until inventory improves, the compromise will be in location. Um, because you can go always, you know, if you're going out and making your truly highest and best offer in an environment where the competition is only getting stronger um, due to the limited amount of product that is available, uh, you've got to go where, you know, if, if, you were, if you were starving and you showed up every day to fight the same five guys for this orange on this orange tree, but you realized you could walk a little further, that's, that's how, you know, we're, that's how, as humans, who, how we're built. You're going to go to where you can eat, and they're going to go to where they find success, and that's the migration is, is what's going to drive that. What's so, available in what areas, and what, where can they actually land? Exp- explain this to me, and this is great content. I'm going to disagree with that. Okay, okay. And, and jump it. Okay. H- how is this, I'm going I'm to throw a definition out there without using the word, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different Insanity. result. And expecting a different result. How is what's being done now not insanity? You were on offer 12. Yeah. So we're not doing the same thing over and over. And the, and the little bit of the pushback that I'm going to give to my dear friend and, and family member, as far as I'm concerned, you may think differently, uh, Scott over there, <clears throat> um, we are now looking at condition and features a little bit more, right? Say, okay, fine. Back to you, 203K, right? Or any kind of renovation product. So that's another That's another. So, con- so that's what we're now looking at. We're looking at because... Because over these 12 houses, house two and three, they immediately took off the list. Oh, my God, has too much work. Now the conversation is, is, ooh, let's go look if that's still back on the market and now go to Scott and say, hey, can I get a renovation loan? And, oh, by the way, dad, agent, do a CMA for me and find out if I buy this for 450 and put 200 grand in it, am I overbuilding for the, for the market? And the answer is no to that question, by the way. So now that's what we're starting to look at is, okay, great. This is the neighborhood, right? This is your location. This is the school system, which is important to them that they want to be in. So now let's start taking a look at features and conditions, reach out to Scott and say, give me some development mode. Love. So the benefit there is, and what uh, we're seeing there's a lot of investors who have a certain number that they want to hit before they're going to step in. And these properties, for the most part, are pricing outside of that um, to where they are a reduction in what you're seeing overall. So the prime property that gets all the offers is not this property people walk in. It doesn't show as well. It just doesn't have the level of interest. And not to mention there is certainly going to be a, a, a turnoff to some people for the amount of work that has to be done, especially when they go, well, gosh, if this, pri- if this house is listed for $400,000 and this one's listed for four hundred and fifty, gosh, this four hundred and fifty is so much nicer, but it, the four fifty sells for six hundred, and the four hundred sits on off- sits on market. So, um, but if they can go in and put the two hundred thousand dollars worth of work in, then they probably have a seven hundred thousand dollars house all said and done. That's good stuff. And that's literally what we're doing now: is looking at that to go, okay, you know, 
let's look at some homes that need some help, go live with mom and dad for six months, and then all of a sudden I have something that you're ready. But this is not, I, I showed a home yesterday from a client from Richmond over here. It was a $900,000 home. I'll, I'll leave out where it is because I don't want to influence it. Um, yeah, horrible features, horrible condition, right location, way, overpri way overpriced. And my folks just said that this, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm out. You know, I, they're going to be looking at something. I just else. want to characterize or try to put in perspective. This was in Pantops, and, by the way. On Pantops, yeah. is that Cascadia? Could be. No, it's outside. It's not in a subdivision. Okay. Okay. Uh, I just want to put in perspective how crazy the market is right now. You have a young couple in Seattle with a three-month-old going to move to Richmond. Touring houses over FaceTime, not walking in homes, putting in offers that have escalators 75000 over the listing price, waiving home inspections. And losing. And now 0 for 11 in that approach of trying to buy a house. Yeah, so for so to your definition of insanity. This th is crazy. This is where you bring in your pros. You, I totally get that. You bring in Scott, right? You bring in ISC, right? It's, it's a start service company and say, hey, you know, this is what I've got to do to the house. What do you think this is going to I guess what I was trying to do is the average person who owns a home may not realize how crazy the market is. And the only reason I know how crazy oh, the market not. is yeah, no, 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 no. is totally because not. I'm around you guys. So, so your your average buyer, and that's part of uh, you know that's part of the inventory lockup. Um, is people don't understand the value of what they could get if they decide to list. Um, no matter how many mailers show up in uh, their uh, mailbox right now, because you knocks know there's on the door, there, knocks on. I mean, there, that's happening, but it's not moving the needle um, because I just don't think that uh, I don't think they understand how uh, tight inventory actually is, um, and how many people are out there who, who truly need. See, most the buyers that are coming to market are these, these are need tos these aren't want tos um, so these are people who I, I need to sell my house and get out of, into something else i need to, you know my family is growing we've we're, you know that's what we're seeing and uh, if they're selling a house if they're coming from out of market into market they might be bringing a lot of cash these are these are you know these are people coming into the market who aren't selling another property so they're having a hard time getting that foot in the door cuz that's what you're seeing bridge the difference or be the 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 winning factor is okay i can do all these things this this first time home buyer can do and i can bring all this additional cash from this property i just sold but that's even hap that's even getting hard to do this buyer from richmond i can't believe they did this but their real estate agent in richmond convinced them to sell their house which they are closing on the buyer in Richmond who's bought the house that your daughter wanted? No, no, no. Okay. This is a different buyer. This is the okay. one that I showed last night. Okay. That they didn't. They're going to walk out with about 800 some odd thousand dollars in cash. They don't have a place to go. This is a retired couple. They sold their house in Richmond because the real estate agents had So what them. do they say? 60 days of staying in the house? Rent back? No, no, no. No, these people are going to be homeless here in about 60 days. 
So they're it. playing the game of life roulette of here's $800,000 in my bank yeah, account. And Give me a place to live. And their answer is I'll just go rent something and put it in storage and wait for, come, come, wait for something to come on, which is what a lot of buyers are out there right now selling it. To. But it's the first time I've heard it from Richmond going this way, by the way. It's just in my little world. But that's what's going to happen. Just, just thinking of our, my friend Kevin Yancey, um, city of Waynesboro, the cheapest habitable home is two fifty nine. There's three unders that are like a sixty nine, one thirty nine, which are literally you can't habitate habitate those. But th- those uh, sales price are starting at two fifty nine nine and working their way up to seven hundred fifteen. There's fourteen homes for sale at that price point. You so got, talk about the other side of the mountain. You got uh, this from Sir Neil Williamson. How does Richmond's um, 23 competing offers compare with the Charlottesville market? On average, are we seeing multiple competing offers with escalation clauses in our Charlottesville market? Good question. Yes, is the answer to that. Um, To the point where, uh, I think I talked about this last week, we had uh, an incident where uh, property went on at 375. This is over the mountain. Uh, And... All the offers escalated to 400, so basically they just Monday morning without accepting anything came back on and said, hey, 400 is the new price. Bring me your new highest and best finger guns. Um, And then... Would you do that again? That was the best thing ever. And Make that more of the show. Then in... (laughs) She was having loving it. And then here in Charlottesville, uh, we had one that... uh, well, I think it was not in Charlottesville, so in the Albemarle area at 365 that went well over 400 um, all said and done. And that was with, I believe it was probably close to 20 offers. Can, can, can someone explain to me how the market moves from listing a home to it going under contract 22.5%? How a, how a unit, uh, how a piece of real estate can be listed at 450 it can sell yeah, I, over five seventy five. I can answer that. I, I can answer. Can you, can you? I can answer that. And 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 this is really a Woody Woody Fincham question, right? That would have been a great question from Woody was here on Monday, but because I, I question <clears throat> the agent, <clears throat> the agents, I said, so tell me how you established your price. And I said, I'd like to see your CMA. And they sent it to me, and they used their CMA based on thirty to sixty days behind. And we were having this conversation about 30 days from now when all these 600,000 closes and all that stuff, then they're going to go back. So they are doing honest, I think, based on it, honest assessment. And I can tell you this agent who responded to this, Jerry. Is you, legit. You know she's legit. Oh, she looked legit. And, and you know, out of 11 rejections, this was the first agent that said, look, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna give you any information. I shouldn't. But this is an overview. And literally in our email, she said, "I hope this helps you in the future," which it was yeah. u- very useful. Well, yeah. Well, because then you can set expectations with your client, which happens to be your daughter. Well, we would do Vanessa that. Vanessa Parkhill, as the mom of Vanessa Parkhill, is coming out here. She says, "And Vanessa, we love you." Um, she says she's sorry. Sorry to hear that you lost the bid on the house. Thank, thank you. But what's exciting about that? Thank you for watching, Vanessa. What is exciting about that? They brushed it off. They felt really lousy for about 13 seconds. And within minutes, I got, well, check this house out. Check that house out. So they're, they're in the game. They're in the right mindset. and, and it's, They and understand it's, that this is the, to own is the right path. And right. And I respect the hustle and the chutzpah they're showing. 
That's a mindset that maybe is not shared by all, though, especially after this many attempts. Yeah, well, you know, he who stays in the game is going to win. hundred percent. Who steps out of the game ain't going to win. I mean, you get that with anything, though. No, yeah. that's what I'm saying. 10,000 yeah. shots, right? Yeah. And, you know, and, and so many, you know, one, this process – Certain people, you know, it's like uh, the person you watch somebody uh, angry in the checkout line, who you know, or, or you know, wherever you go, then they do the same thing the next place. It's like the the purchase and sales and the when selling your house or buying a house, there's a lot of emotion involved. Um, we talked to people in the very beginning about riding the roller coaster. There's going to be a lot of ups and downs. Be, you know, there's things that you're going to deal with in the process um, that can, can kind of control and contribute to the turbulence for good and bad. But, yeah, everybody handles it a little bit differently. There you go, 100%. I've been saying this how many years? We've 400 and almost 450 shows. This phone I hold in my hand will never be able to do Scott and Mike's job. It'll never be able to. It's a great tool to, hey, check this house out, check that house out, right? But the the Scott's spot on. This is way more emotional, right? You have to have emotional intelligence to really do this job well, uh, you know. And in, in these, you know, my particular daughter and son-in-law's approach is um, there is a geez, we want other people to give up, right? Because we're not, right? So the more people that give up is the better chance that I have to get what I want because they're in, they're laser focused to make, to make this, to make this happen. But they've got a team of pretty trusted advisors that will help them get across the table. How about this from Sarah Beth in Forest Lakes? Sarah Beth, are you, uh, I believe you're Longwood alumni. Um, let me know. Um, she says, so for Keith and Scott and, and Keith's particular case, does that mean now that the rest of the homes on the street have a value north of five hundred fifty thousand dollars because this home sold at that price point. So, to are the, we going to say that now? Yeah, for sure. Because what will happen is once this closes, that is now a comp, right? That is now a comp, um, and that's back to the point how how this agent, which I think honestly did that, did this because I had a lengthy discussion with her. Yeah, I mean, this is what my comps are showing in this area. Look, there's a there's sixty a, days from now it will be very different. There's a little little neighborhood in Culpeper with probably I don't know maybe 150 homes, uh, and the they averaged in the upper fives to maybe being six. Um, somebody listed one at six twenty five last year, and it was a collective eye roll and you know moan and groan. And now everything that comes on is six twenty-five. I mean, we did this with Lake Monticello, right? The, the first home that sold like one point one million, whatever it was, it was waterfront. I've been there since nineteen eighty-seven. But, but this, these, these hundred and fifty, like they're based. You know, there's they got some variation. There's a little bit of difference. They're the same home. They're, they're the same. They're the same house. Yeah. Um, so that's a big deal. That's yeah. basically saying that's a comp. Set, yeah. Setting the market is what you're and, saying. And what I'm saying is that first one that sold at six twenty-five set the precedent. So here we go. You know where I live. Yeah. Next door neighbor that home you're... is on the contract for seven hundred grand. I'm loving it. Yeah. No, absolutely. Coach Rateau is, love you, Monroe. is not loving it. Really? He is not loving it. Why? Because he's staying there and has to pay the taxes? There you go. Yeah. He's like, his first answer was like, oh, shucks. You know, because I helped him fight his tax. Yeah. Monroe? Yeah. Love Monroe. I helped, I helped him fight his tax. Make sure you tell him I said hello. I, I, he watches, so you just said hello to him. Monroe's the man. Um, the... But I said, you know, Coach, I'm not going to help you next year. <laughs> next year. You're going to yeah. sell. 
No, next year you're going to be paying because that comp now just – it'll be hard to go because his particular home is exactly the same as far as square footage is, yada, 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 then that goes. So the 625 now the price for the neighborhood. Um, the expectation would be if another one goes on the market, we're going to have another bidding war and more escalation. I mean, how do you get ahead of this? And when does the insanity stop? So how? So so I'll let you. What finish. puts inventory back on the board? That's that is what. It, and we've talked about this, um, and I've, I've said it week over week. And today we're starting. You know, uh, it's the MSNBC is scrolling six and a half as uh, your average thirty-year fixed mortgage rate. It's probably a little lower than that, especially if you're conventional. Um, but. Uh, until we get rates into the mid fives, that's what's going to take to move the people from the threes to the fives um, comfortably with the amount of equity that they're going to have um, to put this inventory back on the board. But, until, but we've got a long road until we get there. Um, and I mean, I think it, it's this year, but at the same time, uh, it, you know, we've got many a months um, of, of, some, of some difficult inventory challenges. Keith? So, so you know, I, I, we've been talking about new construction shortage forever, and I never really did the math until this morning. So this is per uh, per the census data, and this is nation nationwide. And I, and I kind of did the math. Everybody's throwing how many new construction units were short, and I'm kind of rallying it back to it. Unless we build more units in the ground. This just is not going to get – inventory is not going to climb. We had 12 – at the average, the first six years, from 2002 to 2006, um, on that was uh, roughly 1.2 million. We had 12 years of negative uh, units. We're 3.4 million units short based on my math, and that's – only on average. That's, that's not in- nationwide. Nationwide. That's not including new people being born, yada, 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 new folks coming in here. Over 20 years, we're running a negative of roughly three and a half million units nationwide. Mm-hmm. You know, to Neil Williamson's point, and, you know, I, I, I think to a certain degree, Mr. Payne is incorrect. I think you almost got to build your way out of this. It's not going to happen. And it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So these prices are going to con- escalate. Escalate. So my daughter and the buyers that we have now is buy now because you're, you're, you're only going to increase uh, year over year. So walk me through the conversation. Stay with us, mom and dad. You have a newborn baby. Yeah, Stay with us for six months. Yeah, is that happening? No, we'll, we're going to find because okay. they have to September 1. Okay. Right? So, you know. When's the when's the move of the lease? September one. They mm. they need to they need to be in a home by September one. Okay. Right. So the initial conversation with them and the same buyers that we're having conversations now, the initial conversation. Well, we'll start looking around June, July. I said no, we're looking December one, December. You know. So we've been looking since December, trying to find something, because it's in that particular market in those particular locations. Back to Scott's location matters on it that's that's where we need to be doing it scott you still think rates are going to get into the force year end i do um i think that uh i don't think that the fed's done hiking and i think that uh we are in for uh some type 
I think there's gonna. I think there's. I think there's something. And so all these things, you know, whenever there's something that really drastic that happens in the economy, uh, it's always the the thing that's not seen, or at least maybe it's the thing that's seen but not talked about. I think that we've got. Uh, maybe we don't get there this year, but. Uh, We've got something coming when it comes to uh, lenders who hold car loans and uh, and potentially uh, certain banks with credit cards um, at some point. That's that's my prediction. I think What's that's, that mean? Um, I think that's where you're starting to see delinquencies pile up, um, and there's and the cost for. So cars themselves are starting to uh, increase again in the secondary market, meaning like uh, uh, what dealers pay at auction for units. Because when they went through the uh, production problem and uh, the enterprises and the, all the, their lease units, so their, their high-end leases uh, didn't get picked up because there was nobody buying new cars. So those cars aren't being circled back into uh, – through the dealers and through uh, Manaheim, like the big national auctions. And uh, then the Enterprises and the Hertz and all those, they were, do- they were going direct to dealer to buy new units, and they were also purchasing extremely high mileage units out of uh, the, the auction market. So the, the number of miles that are on the cars that are being financed are much higher than normal. So you're going to be seeing an increased amount of auto repairs, and typically people are always going to, the last thing that someone's going to walk away from is their auto loan because they got to get to work. Um, but I believe that there is a softening, like there's a danger in, uh, in that class of finance, and I think that there's going to be something that happens probably related to that as they continue to walk the prime rate up, because I don't think that the five and the quarter is the stopping point. I think they go a little bit higher, and I think there's some damage felt somewhere. In you see another uh, another bump, 25 I see, points? Yeah, oh, definitely. Oh. I, see, I, I see two. Two uh, I th- 25s? I th- yeah. Wow. I would not disagree with that, but I also agree with you. I think, I think you're going to see the 30-year drop by the end of the year. I really, really do. And I just... I do. I, I believe that. But I think there's going to be something, there's going to be a... Yeah, but it's a roller coaster, a pain point that, yeah. uh, that pushes it there. So do you think that delinquency on the credit cards are going to impact the, the potential home buyer? So... Well, they, undoubtedly they, with the credit score. So they put some loan level... Um, price adjustments uh, in place that they keep kicking the can on the road um, on these refis. So really what they're trying to do is they're trying to protect lenders from a bunch of uh, EPOs and potential uh, bankruptcies but uh, or collapses on, on the lending side. But they're going to need to have some sort of access for people to dip into this equity um, if they are credit qualified to do so in order to pay some of these potential dangers that are on the horizon. Um, that, and also there's been floating around social media because a, an article from last year came out about the 40-year mortgage being a thing. Yeah. 40-year mortgage is not a thing. Okay. So all that sure. is, sure. and the way that works is, it is if you are delinquent on your current mortgage, it is a restructuring uh, into a 40-year. It gotcha. has not a product <clears throat> so- that will be originated Period. End of story. No questions. It's also being offered for the um, 
the interest timeout, uh, the mortgage relief act that went out. Abatement. But, that's, abatement. Well, that's, thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's They're right, offering but it's it because all associated with the restructuring. If you are in trouble, it is not a. I'm going to buy right. a house. Can that's I get exactly a forty-year right. mortgage? That's no, exactly you can't because nobody's going to give it to you. That's exactly the product right. itself truly doesn't exist. Forest Lake South. Yes. And Forest Lakes. While well, everybody was chatting, I just didn't thank you for the viewer made me think about this. So just took a quick snapshot on what's happening in Forest Lakes right now. Three homes are for sale. This is south in regular Forest Lakes. Three homes for, are for sale um, right now between one and zero days. So they just hit the market. There are 11 pending. So we've got three on the market. We've got 11 pending. That absorption rate is off the charts. What's the, uh, what are the three homes price points? Uh, blah, blah, blah. 499 up to 550. 499 to 550. That's exactly right. Um, but what's interesting, um, the median pending price, not sales price at the moment, the median pending price is 540, four days on market. And that four days is a little bit, not telling the true story because typically those things, homes are under contract a day or two before they actually hit the MLS. So that four is probably really two from the time that <clears throat> it went on the market till it went under contract. What's sold beginning of the year to now in Forest Lake South and regular Forest Lakes, um, median sales price is 476, um, 27 days on market. Uh, ranging between 374 up to 605 on those 12. So beginning of the year, so so that's um, <clears throat> for a month, right? You've got three on there. So if you do your absorption rate, we're on a negative absorption rate that 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 there's more homes going off market than are coming on. But we got 11 in the pipeline to close. So. so I can't be the only one thinking the way I'm thinking about uh, the today's CPI data because we came on and it seemed like good news and the U.S. tenure uh, had a had a huge swing. Now we're basically neutral. Like it's back to nothing has moved at all. And I think that uh, there, if you dig deeper into what came out today, uh, the news is is less positive than we expected it at 5.1 and it came in at 5. Like, it's not it's not as declining as it seems. They, but it's all about the headlines, they right? Toyed, it is all <clears throat> about right, the headlines. Wall Street CPI, CPI rose to 0.1% in March and 5% from a year ago, below estimates. However, Scott says... That's a deceiving headline. They keep, playing with the, they keep playing with what goes into the numbers. It excludes food and energy. Uh, core CPI accelerated 0.4% and 5.6% as expected. Energy costs fell and food prices were flat. Used vehicle prices declined. 0.6% increase in shelter costs was the smallest gain since November, but still resulted in prices rising 8.2% on an annual basis. That's the headline, and he's right. Market's neutral right now. You would think they would have moved much more positively, to Scott's point. Keith. Well, it, you know, the, the headline in Wall Street Journal, inflation eases in March, but when you actually read through it, it, it's exactly as Scott has said. I think my question is, <clears throat> do you think the 2% is even reasonable? that the Fed's trying to get to is really two, two percent, maybe is 4% the new 2%. So they can't come out and say that is the problem. I think we can, though. Um, we can. Um, I, and I've said all along, I think 2% two, two is a pretty Impossible. ambitious goal. Uh, 
you know, they printed too much money. They did, there was too much. Um, and that's, that's what has created all of the monsters that we're, that, that we're talking about right now. So uh, the Fed is trying to negotiate with the American people, right? The, 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 I don't think this is a negotiation. This well, is I think a pretty, they are. This is a pretty a, one-sided discussion. Well, it's a negotiation tactic. This is do and, 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 and they will suffer. Well, I get that, but it's an emo- It's like, okay, if we throw out two, right, and all of a sudden it becomes four, right, everybody's now, I, I don't know, I, I just, I don't think we'll ever meet two. I think two is an unrealistic number. I think everybody knows that, except for them. Uh, Neil, this is an interesting comment. Neil Williamson, Free Enterprise Forum, President. We love Neil Williamson, support his work, President, Free Enterprise Forum. Jerry, Scott, and Keith. I'm interested in the other side of the build your way out of it discussion. If government encourages the market to build your build, to build less or the same number of units, what do you predict will happen to housing prices? Ask that question again. He's, he's, <clears throat> I'll, I'll do specific. If government encourages the market to build less or the same units. Got it. So what do you predict will happen to housing prices? Isn't the government already disincentivizing growth? Uh, depends on the jurisdiction. In Almoro County, they're limiting growth to 5% of the entire area. How long does it take to get a project done? City, it's, it's improved. Permitting has uh, improved. Mm-hmm. Almoral County, you can make a legitimate argument it's trying to limit growth. I agree there. City of Charlottesville, you can make an argument they're trying to improve growth with upzoning. And both jurisdictions, Charlottesville and Almoral County, but have concept, improved permitting. Their concept of, of, of growth through density um, is it, it, it works for units. It doesn't work for value. Um, I don't... I think, again... What's that mean? It means we can have more units. Oh, I see what you're saying. Meaning we can have condos, and we can have some, some projects that, through time, this one's really nice, and then 20 years later, if it's in the right place, it's still really nice, but if it was a, a nice thing in a bad place, or there's any demographic shift, it's this building that's run down that nobody wants to live in and nobody wants to buy and renovate, and it becomes uh, an eyesore. Look at every single metropolitan area that you want to model yourself after, and they're littered with them. Keith. <clears throat> so I'm going to steal a quote from Sir Neil Williamson. All this requires a ready, willing, and able seller. A seller needs to agree to sell land in order. Forget about the regulatory side of it. If you can't get a seller to agree to sell a piece of property at a reasonable price, and I know this world because I'm in it, right? So that starts there, and that is extremely difficult to do. What's reasonable price? It's what the math works out to be, what the market is prepared to pay for it. Is market rate reasonable rate? The market is the market. It's whatever the market is prepared to that. pay I get at, that. This, at this point. But directly to Neil's question, without local governments and state governments, for that matter, we're going to have this conversation with Dave Norris on Friday, without state government encouraging or helping new construction, prices are just going to go up. It's just... It's just I did it in an infantile way, but we are so short on units, and I'm not that smart, but I'm smart enough to know that less is more. If I got less units that are coming in, my prices are going up. You know, know, if if 
And Neil, that's just the way it's is, gonna be. This is for you, Neil Williamson. Literally for you. This is for the Matthew Gillikins out there, the Neil Williamsons out there. This is for the land trusts out there, the housing advocates, the stakeholders. You, if, if you want affordability in Charlottesville City, you know how Charlottesville City gets affordability? They make Albemarle County's development area expanded. Now, Charlottesville cannot have any influence over Albemarle County whatsoever, but Charlottesville's affordability is directly tied to Albemarle County expanding its growth area. It's a rubber band. Because if Albemarle has a bigger growth area, we have more units, that'll create affordability for Charlottesville. Charlottesville's landlocked. It's not going to build more inventory. Well, we, It's we, not going to get more inventory anytime soon. And, and Neil can probably have this data more than I can. I did a little bit of homework, right, on what how many units sold last year single-family detached in the city of Charlottesville that were in an HOA. Okay. 14% of the sales last year were in an HOA. So one could assume, and I didn't do the I whole, love that data, by the whole, way. Thank you. The whole count. count. But there's a, a substantial percentage of the single-family detached lots. Do you know that answer, Neil? What percentage of Charlottesville City is HOA inventory? And finish your thought there, Keith. There's yeah, I mean, uh, somebody, you literally have to go in and physically go through the whole thing. I just pulled a quick sale scenario. What sold last year, single-family detached, what was in an, an HOA? And there was 14% of the total number of sales last year were in uh, an HOA. So those 14% are going to be excluded from any of this upzoning. So I would think that somewhere between 10 to 15% of somebody would spend days and days crunching these numbers, I'll bet you somewhere between 10, 10 to 15% of the total number of residential lots that have single-family detached homes on it are probably in an, an HOA. By the way, that did not include townhomes, which automatically, but they've already been multiplied yeah. already, and condos. This is just single-family detached. That's why I've made the point for three years that inventory and HOA neighborhoods in the city of Charlottesville and inventory and HOA neighborhoods in Almar County are going to exponentially increase once upzoning becomes a reality because people will flock to these havens of, of single-family detached homes, All knowing they will stay the same that way. And, and Scott, jump in when I'm wrong here. But only reason I'm bringing it up is there's a certain number of residential, single-family residential lots that will be automatically Where the, excluded. Taken off the board. Where the opportunity the does not apply. So the fact that this rezoning, all of a sudden we're going to get these huge number of, of residents or units, right off the bat we're probably 10 to 15% off, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Scott, thoughts? Sorry, man. So you go, no, you go in and you take uh, in the areas where some of the single family exists that could be, that could exchange, that's inventory that could continue to be exchanged, uh, that those houses are sold, bulldozed, larger units put up that is going to But then, they have to be outside of an HOA to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. But you're still, but once those single families come off the board for these units, those things are going to sit forever and there's not, you know, the... They're gonna. They'll end up becoming more investment owned than uh, people who are purchasing them on their own. It, it's just it, this. It's it's a common theme. Just go look anywhere else that has has grown well, into it. Um, you know, you're not getting what you think you're getting. I, I want to give hats off to Green County. Um, 
they, some of the folks over there may not like to hear this, and particularly I know Neil's a resident of that, and Jim Friel, who's the uh, wears about twelve different hats over there. Um, that the it, that is going that at the moment is going to be the mecca of new construction in our area. There's about eighteen hundred in the pipeline that are either in the process of getting site plan approved and or built. There's potential another 500 to 1,000 that I'm aware of that are working, potentially working their way through the system. You're going to see Green County be the mecca of at least new construction, I think, for a foreseeable future. They may end up putting a, a stop on that year because it may be too much for some folks. They're going to have their Green. own growing pains. They will That's have their own growing pains. Um, but at the moment, uh, what's on the boards and what's about ready to hit the boards is going to be a substantial number, um, which I think is going to help relieve this a little bit. But we're years out, folks. I got a headline out. for you guys. You know uh, what was named the number one place in America to buy a vacation beach house investment property? The Outer Banks of North Carolina. What's your, this is a legit question. You say OBX? Sure. What do you say? Number one place in America to buy a vacation beach house so I know based on rental performance. You're saying beach house. Yeah, a beach based house. Based on rental performance. Okay, based on that, rental that, performance. Because I know the number one beach town was Cape Charles uh, for the longest time, but this is, some, this is something yep. else. 2023 just came out four days ago. Uh, three days ago. Three days ago. Mm-hmm. Apparently, you I didn't should read. watch the I Love Seagulls. Apparently, I didn't read it. Both of you guys should watch the I Love Seagulls. Um, we're, busy uh, trying to find, we're busy trying to get homes on the contract, According sir. to Vacasa, which is a rental management platform. Yeah. I'm uh, aware. You know, uh, I, I, I use them personally. N- not, all, not all the folks know Vacasa. It's Lake Anna is number one. See, you said Beach House. I, I was going to say Lake Anna. You said, you said Beach place. House. I, make you, I made you say Beach House again. They could... Beach house to trash. It's a, what a trash headline. Number one place, Lake Anna. It's misleading. Cap rate over twelve percent. Median why, list why price three hundred eighty-five thousand. And listen to this. This is obscene. Are you ready for this? The median list price for a Lake Anna house investment property is under four hundred k. The median rental revenue. What do you think it is a year? Revenue. Yeah. Forty thousand yeah. dollars. What do you think? I was going to say between forty and fifty. Seventy G's. <clears throat> yeah, there you go. People are buying homes for four hundred k, and on on the median, seventy thousand. Does it a tell you where the rental where the prime where the where the tenants are coming from primarily? Uh, I guess it does. Probably they are coming from folks looking for shorter vacations. Yeah, sure. closer to home. Yeah, from Fredericksburg, Richmond, Northern Virginia, yeah, Washington D.C., and Baltimore. That makes sense. And they're looking for short, dry vacations because of uh, expense. That makes sense. With trips. And it's, and it's interesting. That's, that's an interesting... That's bananas. Well, uh, go back to the HOA conversation, right? Some of, some of them are... Like, the thing about Lake Anna, it's not like Lake Monticello. It's one huge thing. They have all these different communities that surround the lake. So I'm really curious which ones allow it and which one don't because most HOAs do not allow short-term rentals, right? You know, I there's I don't know of any of them off the top of my head. I was going 
Lake Anna. Holly Baggett is aware of this. He's watching. I he says you're I'm, blowing their mind, Jerry. I thought I was. Uh, I, I thought this was going in the Lake Anna direction. That's why I made you say beach house again. But um, there is starting to be some softening um, from vaca- from Vacasa on what the the rental turnout is. The last two years is where they're getting those numbers from. But uh, well, that's what oh, so you're saying those are peak COVID years? Yeah. So you're saying those are not anomalies? Yes. And you're saying it's softening because of the obvious headwinds, credit card debt, inflation, yes. dollar well, not going as and far. And after yada, COVID, yada. everybody got that bleep out and traveled and maybe... Spent their money, blew yeah. their wad, essentially. And now we're, we're back, back on, to Americans. Are we back on Pinking Tom's? Yeah, yeah. we're now, back to I'm not saying that, that Lake Anna is, is going to... I'm just saying that what they're going to see in uh, I'm curious potential what is. short-term rentals is, is going to decline. Is, we, is, is Lake... Kevin, multiple people are saying Lake Anna's uh, overhyped. You guys buy that? I don't do lake stuff. So. <laughs> you think it's busted because it's a lake? I'm just, it's, it's not my thing. Um, it feels huh. like Buckingham County was a year ago. I, and I just wrote a what note. What does that mean? Well, remember a year what ago. What the hell does that well, mean? That means it, a, a year ago, everybody said go to Buckingham <laughs> County. And that's kind. we've looked at it. The prices have dropped, right? I think... The question is, is what in 2023, when we have this show next year? Will we say the same about Lake Anna? I think okay. that's, that's in my infantile, that's twice I used okay. that today, trying to get there. Well, so, so you're saying no way? I think when you see this time next year, I would, would not be surprised if that number is I mean, it, it has some charm. Is it the largest lake in Virginia? I think Smith Mountain is, actually. Is it? I think Smith Mountain is. Okay, maybe you're right. Maybe, I mean, it has some charm, yeah. um, Lake Anna. Anyway, I thought that was a good uh, little stat for the viewers and listeners. There you go. Um, Stump the chumps kind of stuff. This, this comment's come in from Jennifer. One thing that's highlighting the uh, growth of Lake Anna is the very limited inventory. Yeah. yeah. That's at the lake. Well, it's huge, and you know, I, I, I put my boat on it a bunch of times. I personally don't care for it. I prefer to go down to Smith Mountain Lake. I just, it's got way too many stumps in it. And I mean, you have, you have Outer Banks. Your rental's full, right? I mean, you're year-over-year raising. Yeah. Right? And you have no problem running that. I know. Not at all. And you're not on the water, are you? I am. You're just right off the water. Right off the water. Yeah. And you've got no problem running it. No problem at all. That's, I just, I don't know. Uh, I I get the allure of the shorter trip, um, which is why, you know, I've looked at, like more eastern shore stuff uh kinsale is a a neat little town um cape charles lots of different areas like that i have no cape charles well your uh daughter's watching my daughter hey sweetheart how you doing comments she's leaving comments yeah Yeah, what did she say she says i thought the show was supposed to end at 11 dad no (laughs) i said 11 no no actually technically 11 15 i said he well i put in air quotes i don't think i've ever left earlier than 11 30 uh i put in air technically we're only supposed to go to he persuaded us to go to 11 30 each day technically uh according to the contract it was a 45 minute show that's what i said 11 15 no, that would, that be, would 11. be 11. Yeah, that would be 11. <laughs> Go yeah. Spreadsheet, Smith. That would be 11. That would be 11. Uh, when, how many years have we been doing this? Yeah, long enough. Okay. What contract? We don't get a contract. Four or five years. Badges? I don't need no stinking badges. <laughs> titles. Executive producer? I don't need no titles. Uh, I've lost that title a long time ago. You are uh, the executive producer. She is in uh, Leavenworth, uh, West uh, Washington right now. Ask her a question. 
Contributor uh, to the show. Yeah. She, you were great on the show, by the way. She she was, and nothing. I, I I'm both my daughters are out there, so uh, they're out having Leavenworth, having fun. Leavenworth is a cute little town. Um, it was a logging town that went downhill, and somebody decided to turn it into a Bavarian village, and it's this cool little Bavarian village. It's actually really cool. Bavarian. It village. looks just are like if you were in like uh, Lederhosen. Yeah, yeah, it's called yeah. Called Lederhosen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I got a pair. You got a problem with that? I don't. I am. Okay. Uh, the, uh, but it's a great little town. It's cute as all heck, and they do a great Christmas time. I've been there. She uh, is, is jabbing you a little bit. Of course. What do you think she's jabbing the, you the, on? The list is long. The, the time, the fact that you're often very tardy. And hey, I, honey. I responded in jest. Um, I, I, I've seen it firsthand. Of the show over the four years. I'll the, expect you when I see you coming. The three days, the three days a week I spend with your father. Oh, for, I'm pretty good on showing up. Uh, Maybe a couple minutes late every once in a while. Well, no, I used to leave them at the daycare. Uh, how's, why don't I? How's the mood? How's the spirit? Um, you your go. dad has a very well um, done a very well a very good job of documenting your home search. With uh, your husband, your beautiful daughter, how's the uh, how's the job hunt? How's your spirit? Are you in the game still? You're 11 offers in. You're now on offer 12. How is the uh, the mindset? Are you dispirited? Are you excited? I mean, where's the mindset at? I'm curious. And I and I, I also want to give your your family. And is, it, is the agent any good that you're working with? She says he's got great hair. Shows up late all the time. Uh, I wanna I'm I'm also curious in your mindset of 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 putting an offer on a house when you live in Seattle and you've never walked through the house, you've only seen it v- via virtual tour, and you put in an offer seventy five thousand above ask with no home inspection. I'm curious of the mindset there. And I'm, her situation is a little unique because she's got my eyeballs on it, right? On that end of it. Um you know, to be honest with you, if we were going to win that deal, um, they were going to. I, I've already asked Yvonne. I said, um, if we win this, and if we the next one we win, they're going to fly over. I want her to fly over, and we're going to go get into that home and bring a home inspector. It's not going to be part of the loan uh, of the contract process, but we're going to get into that house and take a look, see at it, just to make sure. You know, if there's anything they need to repair, they know what it is before they actually take possession of it. But if she comes down in April, having her on set to answer this question... Oh, yeah, you should. Would be, would, and she'll do it. She'll bring little people and the little person, and I'll sit the little person on my lap, and and uh, we'll have our, grand, our granddaughter, number two, uh, on site. But she, they have the right attitude, and that's the attitude that one should have. And she's also learning, because she's studying for her real estate license, she so, says she trusts her realtor. That's oh, that's a mis- that was a mistake. <laughs> I trust my realtor. Um, and Neil she says, must be talking about mom. Neil says, for the record, fellas, the 10 biggest lakes in Virginia, number one is Kerr Lake, measuring a wide area of 50,000 acres. Kerr Lake is the biggest lake in Virginia. Um, two, Smith Mountain Lake, created in 1963. Smith Mountain Lake is the second biggest lake. And three is Lake Gaston. So Kerr Lake one, Smith Mountain Lake two, where's, Lake Gaston three. Where's Lake Anna on that list? I don't think Lake Anna's on the list. Didn't even Neil make it. was very kindly saying there's not a chance in hell that <laughs> it was ranked in the top two, three, or four. That's what he was doing there. But he well, did it in a very kind way. There you go. Well, Neil always does things he in, does. In, in a kind way. Um, we, we appreciate the sincerity and the authenticity of what you share on the show. Thank you. Um, I think it really humanizes what you have to say. 
and, 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 and builds a sense of trust with you and the viewers and listeners because you're talking about stuff that not only is your job, but it's your family. And, and that's per- not always easy to do. If I'm not encumbered by that. I, I don't mean that arrogantly. No, I know. It's um, great. Uh, you know, I, we're pretty much an open book. You know, there's, there's, no, there's nothing to hide here. You know, it, it, we're, we're very open. And Scott knows that. He's been around my family long enough to know that that's kind of the way life, life is. We're very open. We don't, you know, we don't keep anything hidden. But, you know, it's funny. I, I was having this conversation. My uncle chimed in um, the other day, and he called me last night, and he was watching one of our shows and said thank you for what because he's thinking about moving and so forth and so on and the stuff that he uh that we were talking about was very very helpful for me i sit here and look at you and look at scott and i don't know who we're talking to i don't know who we're touching right but i get these texts and these phone calls and these emails from folks and it's just awe inspiring you know i i just i'm flattered i'm honored uh, i I, I frankly don't know what to do. I don't take praise very well, even though I, 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 I can do this publicly, but I don't take patting on the back very well. It's just the way I am. Please stop complimenting me. Yeah, Please stop. I know. I know. <laughs> that's, stop. that's how I live my life. Scott does You get not that often, don't you? Yeah. You're so awesome. You know, Please stop complimenting me. I love me. Scott so much. Right. Scott does get not, me a contract. <laughs> Scott does not want the compliments. Scott, oh, I, I don't spend, know about that. You take compliments, well, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott, uh, I spent uh, one day a week with Scott for how long? We've been doing it with you on the show. Uh, oh, well, over a year. Two, well, yeah, a year. Well, probably two, close to two years. And it's, off. it's been fantastic. Scott has the gift of being able to do a lot of things at one time, um, which I think is a talent. So the question is, well. I think he does. I think he does do it well. I think he does do it well. I just could. I think he can do three things, four things, really, really well at one time. Well, you're managing your team. You're offering uh, contract and and structure uh, advice, all while doing the show. So my team does a great job uh, on their own. They are. We should spotlight your biggest biggest compliment to them. So why don't uh, we create a piece of content that spotlights the Ross Mortgage team here locally, Scott? Okay. Yeah. Um, so here locally, we've got uh, John Snow uh, here in Charlottesville. He does a fantastic job. Uh, then Tova Payne in Culpeper, along with myself. And I'm kind of in Culpeper here and Richmond. I try to get put some face time in all places. Uh, Cecily Williamson, who does uh, some of the marketing stuff for the team uh, and other agents, anybody who needs anything, whatever that's a video piece created or some help, some guidance there. She's a huge, huge resource. And Kyle Williamson is my sales manager. Manager. So everything that comes in, he's kind of air traffic control inside uh, inside the shop for making sure that if there's any problems, questions, or answers that need to be delivered, that uh, whoever needs to be handing that information out or receiving it, it's getting to the right place. Ross Mortgage, they are truly um, an impressive operation. He's growing. He is absolutely growing. And you, are you looking to grow the team? Uh, me? Yeah. yeah. If you are an LO who's looking for a place to, to go because you're unhappy with where you are, give me a call. Let's have a talk. Um, I can promise you that I've got more resources than what you're already receiving, and our pricing is great. And if there's anything that you need as an individual, I'm happy to help you on a coaching level. If it's accountability, just showing you where to go, make calls, what do you need to do, um, we got a path for you. You know, and the loan officer is very much, um, in a lot of ways, the mindset of a small business owner. 
Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, well, and you're not just running your business. You're helping other your, your partners uh, operate theirs. So you, your success is found in the success of others. Uh, if you've got agents out there that are struggling from, uh, you know, wh- what do I do? Where do I go? You need to be on the. You need to be able to help them. You need to provide some sort of value in order to help them grow their business. Every, you're 100 percent right. We see this on our end of it. Um, coaching and mentoring is now the thing everybody wants as they should have right it is you, you know there's how- another side of that coin that i'm not a fan of and that is people who all of a sudden had they who are all they've done a little bit of business and now everybody's a i coach. knew he was gonna go that way um and uh yeah, but you but but you have not done a little bit of business no no and i don't we mean have that, done 35 years of business i, I, I don't get, mean I that get, about you i mean if you were looking on the internet it's for the gram yeah, yeah, yeah. it's for yeah, the gram yeah, yeah, yeah. the title for the gram but but it's a real thing now that's the folks that have been in the business for a while that don't know how to do business in this marketplace needs coaching and mentoring on how to help them through that and that is you know uh, you know I, I, maybe Yvonne might say this um you know but what's one of the things that she constantly tells me thank you because i'm bringing 35 years of experience how to do this where we're constantly trying to adjust and move forward and coach them through this particular process because you know that's what it takes to go ahead and and do it and i was trying to give you a shout out if you're an lo a loan officer out there that needs some help that are to figure out how to do this in today's market you're the guy to talk we just covered i don't do compliments well (laughs) thank you i appreciate that that is a good leader we'll leave it at that he's a good leader at ross mortgage he's a good leader scott and keith have decades of history yeah, think <laughs> they're family. They're undoubtedly family. Um, all right, how about some? There's little ears watching because I can't tell you what I'm really thinking. <laughs> oh, I know, I deserve that one too. <laughs> Keith Smith, some closing thoughts for our friends. Yeah, and yeah, you know, we we kind of talk about the struggles, right? But stay in the game, guys. You know, be be that Michael Jordan that's taking those 10,000 shots explore all your options look at all your maybe you maybe you can look at uh, another target to go after inside of the same area if you can expand on what your what would get your deal done Brian asks is there a radius that your son-in-law has to be within his job yeah there is yeah yeah, yeah there is yeah that's that's a that's a doctor that's thing. why folks are asking about the uh tight circumference or the tight area it's, it's a doctor most thing. of the doctors have to be within is it 35 miles i believe it's 30 minutes 30 minutes okay yeah so yeah. that doesn't quite co- correlate to, to miles on on that end of it but look just just to kind of chat a little bit about them real quick and just kind of wrap up on that because the question was asked should we just stop and rent for a year i think i asked that no 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 from that from them to me right and i also asked that on the show and the and the answer today is no. Maybe in August, if we don't, then we got to really I mean, start. The market may be looking. really different in one year. I don't think it's going down though. So, so it's an ever chasing. It's an ever chasing ball going forward. To Scott's point, and if in one year rates are a point and a half or two points lower, the buying power is greater. Without a doubt, for every point drop down, you can do what. To Keith's point, countering what I just said, 12 months from now, we may have 10 or 12% more value appreciation. 
which is going to take some of the some of the gains away from the point and a half. More drop. people that are going to dive back right. in the in the thing. It's, it's but, a mess, man. This but is a mess. It, but it's also a cash problem too. I totally get it. Because uh, we. That's also a location problem. The location that you guys are targeting. But this is it's not exclusive. So I sent you an article on something that we had talked about last week. It was and, fantastic, that article. And it, it part of what, what we're talking about, um, and, and Jerry saying, well, in a year, couldn't we have more inventory? And the short answer to that is no, because we've got, there's a, a part of the trap is there are people who bought at 3% who wouldn't qualify at 5% so they couldn't sell, take their proceeds, put it down, and be in a better place. They would just have more expensive, so it wouldn't make sense for them to make that move to begin with. And it would extend, and to his point, it would extend the mortgage 30 years, and it would uptick the debt service. So you would go from a longer mortgage and a greater monthly payment to basically a lateral move. It would be a lateral move. It may even be a downward move. So Longer mortgage, more debt payment, crappier house. So we don't have enough homes. We're anywhere between four and six million short, whichever math you want to use. The 2% to 3%, unless they have to move, aren't moving. So inventory is getting tighter, getting tighter, getting tighter. And we looked at it for their marketplace. They're still, they'll blow forty grand in cash. For one year. So get into something that maybe not be your forever home, but get started. You talk about how this. They, how's it 40 grand? There, there, there's over $3,000 a month for rental in, in the areas that they need to be in over there. Plus I'm, not the that, I, I'm not that smart, but that's pretty close to 40 grand. Depending. Yeah, then the moving costs. Yeah. The moving costs, you got to yeah. move twice. Yeah, pain, yeah. You oh, know, that's blah, 40 blah, grand. blah, blah, blah. And you're losing and you're chasing an ever increasing. Dollar value. Yeah. There you go. Real talk with Keith Smith, guys. Buy a home. Um, buy a home. Buy a home if you learned something. And if you buy a house, do it with Keith as your realtor and with Scott <laughs> actually, financing it for you. I actually do this for a living. He does it for a living, both these guys. Scott, Ross Mortgage, Keith, Yes Realty Partners, Judah Wickhauer, Director. I'm Jerry Miller. I love Seville Show. One hour. Thank you kindly for joining us. Take care. That was a good show. Thanks, Scott. Excellent work. You're welcome. Peep and Tom. Yeah. Nicely done, boys.